Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bloody Good Horror. My name's Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Watcher, starring Micah Monroe from It Follows. Horror movies. That's what we do here at Bloody Good Horror. <laughs> Joining me tonight, first up on the show from the Zombie Girls, rocking the pink hair. She said she didn't do this just for the show, but I'm going to believe otherwise. Please welcome Rachel to the show. I was just trying to be cool. I totally did this for the show. <laughs> How long does it take to get that lemon uh, situation in your hair? So this is actually like a sculptural piece that I created with a bunch of hot glue. So, But wow. like actually getting it in my hair is like, I don't know, two, two seconds? Oh, amazing. <laughs> nice. Amazing. Next up, next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. Casey, your hair is looking just... Uh, majestic not to overuse thank you, that thank word, you. But my goodness it's beautiful and <laughs> last up tonight from i believe from the background he is in his first home this evening so that mm. means this person is coming to us from manhattan new york city please welcome john schnars to the show hello eric how's the city finding you these days john it's hot as shit here today. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably getting that up, uh, up your way. Same here in the capital region. Also hot. Yeah. Where the capital not the business, best. where the capital business of New York happens, John. That's where I am. It gets like real shaggy when it when it gets this hot. Like the whole city just kind of everyone's goes a little... everyone's a little punchy. Mm-hmm. Listen, that like uh, effect of the heat bouncing off the concrete. That's no joke, bro. No, no, it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, it's hardcore. Hey, Schnars, mm-hmm. you notice. You cut your hair. You see where the compliments are going now. I was gonna ask, was it hard? Was it hard to hear all the love come around and then just so be like, be, "How's the weather in New York?" Listen, yeah, don't be jealous. Listen, <laughs> I like. I'm feeling really good about my hair. I like people. I like people. You don't need our validation. No. <laughs> I like people who let it all hang out, like Rachel yeah. and Casey over here. You know, you're <laughs> you're you're getting get pulling it. back to the dark side. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. No, no, because <laughs> it is. Um. John, I want you to. I want to open the show this week with a little bit of uh, role play. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> you so so. Uh, follow me on this journey here, John. You mm-hmm. are going. You and I are, are um, significant. You're my significant other. Okay. Oh, okay. And you have gotten a job. Congrats to me, I guess. Hey well, now. You have you have been given a job, a new wonderful job in Romania. And you're going to ask me, you're going to ask me, your partner, if I would like to move to Romania. So go ahead. Do that. (laughs) Honey. Mm -hmm. How's it going? (laughs) I've been transferred to Romania. Uh, To where now? Yeah, it's a it's a country. It's sort of like southeastern Europe, I guess you would say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Then this movie, Uh, then this movie never happens. So solve that problem. All credits. Yeah, it's over. Um, Also, buy curtains. Movie never happens. Wow. I so they do buy curtains. We can get into this, but yeah, I I, that part I dispute a little bit. But okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, this isn't exactly a tourism spot. I think is what I'm getting at here, John. Um, Yeah, someone's not a goth. (laughs) (laughs) No. I cannot, I cannot lay claim to the goth culture. <laughs> All right, let's do a, let's take a quick break and review Watcher. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. 
You know, Schnars, I, wa- I really wasn't sure how much you'd commit to that bit, but I liked opening it up by calling me honey. That was, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought you <laughs> You know what I like. I, we didn't practice that in case no. it wasn't obvious. <laughs> Anyone in the stream who could see the look on Schnars' face knows that. <laughs> but you sold it. That's what matters. Yeah. I really I, felt uh, that connection. I, I had really to mute myself. Attention. It's how I talk to my wife, so. Yeah. <laughs> You just say, honey, we're moving to Bucharest. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the uh, is that where they are, Bucharest, in this movie? Like, yeah, literally yeah. all the locations they talk about, I only know them from um, Tom Clancy games. Mm. <laughs> where there's, like, a coup happening, and you have to, like, infiltrate somewhere and, like, steal something. Like splinter cell. I, so I, met, I think I mentioned this over text. I've been to Bucharest. Uh, we assume, of course, you. Well, well, of course. No, no. So it, I mean, like, not for you know. You had to reasons. gas up the PJ. <laughs> my um, <laughs> no, a, my roommate, like one of my roommates when I first moved to New York, married a Romanian woman. Oh, cool! And they did the wedding in Romania. This was in two thousand nine. That's how you end up in a hostel movie. Well, it's funny <laughs> because, like, I was thinking about this. I'm like, if he asked me to go ro- to Romania now for a wedding, I'd be like, there's no fucking way. Uh, but at the time, I was like, this sounds like a great adventure. I'm I mean, like, cool, let's do it. We can talk <laughs> so. about how brave this woman is for even leaving this apartment. I, I don't care if I'm being stalked or not. Right. I'm not moving. I'm not leaving that fucking apartment. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, well, we can get into it. I actually think, and, and look, I was in Bucharest 13 years ago, so it's been a long time. The movie makes it look much nicer than when I was there. <laughs> cool. Like, much nicer. Cool. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, John, please bring us the word of the day. Which part looked Eric. nicer? Is it the crumbling buildings, the crime, or the graffiti? Which well, part was I didn't, we did we didn't definitely did not take public transit when I was there. Like we 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 were kind of like at a hotel and like walking yeah, everywhere. That's a, that's, um, a, that's a murder tube. That's what was that was movie. that was a nice subway system. Like <laughs> I've been on many. I mean, I ride the subway every day, and like I was like, oh, this looks pretty luxurious actually. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. Um, we can, we'll get into it. Uh, the word of the day, the word of the day, Eric, defenestrate. Oh, ouch! Ooh, yeah. I like that. D e f e n e s t r a t e, defenestrate. I was actually shocked that I'd never used this word before because it's it's just like a great vocab word for anyone to know. The definition is uh, is is. I mean, this is the literal definition: throw someone out a window. Oh. The verb defenestrate, you throw them out a window. That is um, why do they need a word why do they need a word for that? Why couldn't they just say, hey, threw that dude out the window? Like, I, you know. Yeah, I know. It, it who knows? Words, right? Where do they come from? Uh, that's your uh, job your job to tell me, sir. In this case, they come from the Latin. Um I believe it's D as in down down from, uh, and fenestra window. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be used informally for the action or, or you know, the, the act of removing or dismissing someone from office or a position of power. So sort of like a coup or something, I guess, presumably. Yeah. Defenestrate. Um, let's see. This is episode 669. I was going to write defenestrate. How do you spell that, John? Uh, well, I already spelled it once, but I wasn't uh, I'll do it again for you. D E F E N E S 
T-R-A-T-E. Sorry. Caitlin's not here. I'm just doing a little clerical work here. No, no, no. Yeah. Appreciate it. John, tell me about uh, Watcher. I'm told by Caitlin that this was directed by the lady who directed the Ratma short from mm-hmm. VHS Viral. Hail Ratma. Hail Ratma. Chloe Okuna. Okuno. Yeah, I think this is, it's either her first full feature or, yeah, first, first feature. There you go. Thank you. Um, watcher. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a small film. Uh, it is, you, you already gave the sort of high level, which is Micah Moore, Micah, Micah Moore, Micah Monroe follows Micah her. Moore. <laughs> Micah Moore. I don't know. That sounds like right. a really good drag name. Micah Moore. I like that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Micah Monroe follows her husband played by Carl Glussman. I had never seen Carl, Carl Glussman. He was apparently a neon demon. He's been, he's been in some other stuff. Um, she follows him. He's, he's in sales. It's I, as someone who's worked in sales. Um, he's very salesy. It's, he's doing a great job. Like they nailed what he's doing, but he's like transferred to the Bucharest office. That's the part that's a little awkward. Like what? Ah, the what, Bucharest office. <laughs> well, exactly. Like what New York sales function is he in where they're like, Hey, we got this important job in Bucharest. Like that's a little weird, but I like that. This was, guy reminded you of people, you know, cause of course like that makes a lot of sense. Well, so he, um, it. he, he is Romanian or he's half Romanian. I think his, he says his mom was Romanian, mm-hmm. but he like grew up in the U S so he speaks Romanian. He's like been to Romania. Um, and he brings her and she has not like she she doesn't know anything she doesn't know any of the language she doesn't know any people there and so there's a little bit of like a fish out of water and she is an actress who we don't i don't think we find out why right but she sort of has moved away from acting it sounds like maybe it wasn't a pleasant thing whatever happened i mean it's yeah they don't give us a ton about her backstory other than like look like she was willing to go him to romania They've been married. They don't even really say how long, but they're they're like in love. Like it's a very, I don't know. The portrait that we get of their relationship is good-ish in the beginning, and then obviously it's put under strain. So the the like very high level here is that um, she's living this very solitary existence. She they have these huge windows in their apartment, which they do not have curtains for when they move in. Uh, or, or at least they're not closing the oh, curtains. I have a story about and, that. Continue. And so there's a lot of like her looking out the window, and she notices someone across the street who is also standing at their window, looking back. Um, and she becomes like a little fixated on this. And in the background, there is a serial killer situation that has been happening in Romania, somewhat in slow motion. I mean, it's not. It was not immediately clear or it's not it, it's not made explicit how long that situation has been going on. There's something like four victims. I, I believe there was like one person who was attacked but escaped. And and so you're getting some of this background about the serial killer sort of in the background of the film. But otherwise, it's it's Micah Monroe trying to adjust to this like fairly solitary existence with her husband uh, who is working in sales and like gone all the time and like doing all kinds of like salesy meetings at night with clients and so on and so on. And so there's this like question of how much of this experience of 
this person across the way may or may not be following her mayor. She like how much of her experience is real is not real. I mean, it's presented in the film factually, but her experience of it is called into question by her husband and some of the other people around her. And, and so that there's a little bit of like, I don't know. I mean, the, the tension is like, will she be, will she be believed or does she even sort of like trust herself at a certain level? Um, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. I'm, I, I, there's like not much else plot wise to <laughs> unpack. All right, Rachel, what do you think? So right off the bat, I loved this movie. <laughs> I, I absolutely loved this movie. Um, I think I have a very big soft spot in my heart for these sort of exploitative 90s, early aughts thrillers um, that are like women in peril films, like, you know, basically like a, a Sharon Stone joint. Um, and what I loved about this movie is it's kind of this modern interpretation or reinterpretation of that specific exploitation genre that is similar in the way that we're seeing happening within the rape revenge subgenre where uh, women are helming these films and sort of reappropriating the gaze in a way that's really interesting. And it becomes, you know, the genre is a little seedy and I, you know, that's fine. Um, but what's interesting is it takes those tropes and kind of uses them in a way that kind of um, make this, particularly in this where it's about her gaze is really, really interesting to me. And the, you know, there's this serial killer. He's like bopping around Bucharest, decapitating people. But really the threat of this movie is he's sort of like the edge of the sort of patriarchal Damocles that she's under. But it really is about all of these relationships with the men around her, believing her or not believing her and having to moderate the way that she communicates and her own feelings in order to be believed because it's like essentially a survival tactic. Um, so even it, it like it infuses every bit of this movie with this like constant sense of dread, whether she's dealing directly with the watcher or sorry, the spider, or if she's dealing with the people around her that may be setting her up for danger by not believing her or not communicating with her because she's so isolated because she doesn't speak the language. I don't know. I just thought this, there's a lot of really smart decisions that are made. Um, I think um, the way that it, it really kind of speaks to women needing to be believed is really well done, but it's done in a way that doesn't ever feel heavy handed. And uh, yeah, I think this movie is great. 10 out of 10, no notes. I have lots more thoughts, but that's my like overall feeling. Casey. All right. Um, first of all, my Midwestern sensibilities is really struggling with the curtain situation in this movie. <laughs> it bothered me bad. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. And my first thought was, a lot of this could have been avoided if they put up curtains when they moved in. They're so, you know, she wouldn't have felt the watching. He wouldn't have noticed her. It could have been a whole lot different. But that's besides the point. Because other than that, my silly problem with the curtains, I really love this movie too. There's a point in this movie where we get about halfway and Micah Monroe's character is starting to have some kind of like a almost like nightmare visions or something like that, you know, starts to freak out where I was watching this movie. And I realized that I'm sitting there sitting up in my chair with my jaw clenched. That is really good filmmaking that the, that's what really impressed me with this movie is the tension. They built tension in this movie with 
everything Rachel is talking about, there's all that worry about if they're going to believe her or not. Is he watching her? Is he following her? And you're just kind of holding your breath throughout this thing. On the other side of it, too, uh, Bern Gorman, which I'm I learned from, uh, I first was introduced to him in uh, Torchwood, the spin-off of Doctor Who, but we've seen him in other movies too, like the Pacific Rim movies and stuff. He's kind of the perfect choice for a serial killer because he's he's kind of creepy. Like he's got a creepy air about him, and he pulls it off really well. And his mannerism and stuff. And there was points <laughs> in this movie where I even wanted to believe him at first before we knew exactly what all was untangling. But you knew. There was something that you probably shouldn't believe that. So I was just really impressed with this all, you know, from beginning to end. It really uh, kind of sucked me in, despite the curtain situation. <laughs> Sorry, Schnars. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, it's, it's, it's like, uh, I mean, we joke about like A24 movies where like not a ton is going. I mean, like this is in that same vein of like, there's not a ton of plot. Um, it's very atmospheric or it's it's driven through atmospherics, right? Like Casey and Rachel both, they don't, but like the tension and and sort of it's very understated, right? Like the the is this a horror movie, I think is a fair question that we could like debate. Dude, yes, um, it is. It's, it's certainly a thriller. It's definitely right? like a thriller. It is, yeah. It's it's using the mechanics. I Rachel I, Rachel, I was curious. Like you you called you referenced like exploitation films. Like I, I it's not like I I know what movies you're talking about. Or I, I I I had never like thought of them in that framework. They, they're not like the '70s exploitation. They're like mm-hmm. the '90s exploitation. Which yeah, is, like a whole different thing. Um, and and you're you're right. Like I love the way that this this director chloe okuno who i mean I, you know i only know through that <laughs> hail ratma thing which i mean was like good but like this is great like she's really really good like i yeah. i was very impressed with how um how much of a perspective this film has i thought michael monroe was excellent like just really yeah. really good as well um i don't know so like it's it's not it's a slow movie like this is not like a perfect film like if anything it's only like an hour and 28 minutes or whatever and like you could have probably gone at like an hour and 15 like it, it you would have gotten the same impact out of it but like otherwise like i don't know i don't have a lot of other feedback i was very the one thing i would love for us to talk about is like the ending because it's somewhat of a spoiler like it goes pretty straight genre payoff like in yeah. a way that i liked. like i was kind of like it needed i think it needed to after the slow burn yeah. i did not need another sucker punch yeah. i was well i i did think they were going super dark like i was just mm-hmm. like fuck it they're going she's doing it she's doing the dark and and then you get the like kind of like genre payout in a way that yeah like i agree like it makes it a better movie i feel more comfortable recommending it to people because i'm like you're not gonna be sad yeah. when this is over. <laughs> um, um but yeah, it's interesting in that regard. Yeah, I'm on board. I um, we're almost kind of surprising for me. I don't uh, slow burns are like fifty fifty for me, and this is a real slow burn. Like at twenty minutes left, I was like, "All right, man, let's make it or break it time." Like let's uh, <laughs> I'll see what they got in store for me here. No, I think uh, <clears throat> this is a visually like incredibly confident film. 
it feels like a travelogue. Like you can almost tell sometimes when a director just ended up in a place and was like, oh, like I need to make a movie here. Um, because it is, it does have such that like travelogue feel to it. Uh, and man, it has a like, uh, it has a point of view visually. It, like such intention cinematography, the color palette is tuned in just the right way, the way they're exposing the film to like play with these shadows and the tones of the city, which is kind of that old world gray brown kind of thing. Um, but it's like a beautiful, beautiful film um, with a lot of really even, I mean, just it opens up on an amazing shot, which is where when they're coming into the apartment and then we're watching through the window and it's slow zooming out. You, you know, John, I'm a slut for a good slow zoom, a good well-used <laughs> slow zoom. And um, so like, Honestly, the style of it alone was enough probably for to keep me in it for a long time. And then Micah Monroe gives just a really layered, powerful performance in a way that kind of made me think almost I was almost I'm almost surprised that she's not a bigger of a deal than she is. And maybe that's just been about maybe it will listen. I don't pay attention to shit. So maybe she is a big deal. I don't know. That's possible. Or maybe it's about sort of her selection of work that she does. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to see her back in a genre thing. I am. I think it follows is might be like my number one modern horror movie from the time we've been doing this show. If not, it's like absolutely top three. Um, and she's a, a really great part of that. So she is just pretty riveting here i think that the guy who i mean literally i'm just gonna call him like the boyfriend <laughs> like he husband they're they're married are this they a, i don't know yeah. yeah okay yeah he does introduce her as his wife i thought that actor was like i don't i'm not gonna say he's bad per se but i feel like uh in comparison to her it's like a little noticeable like his performance is not as solid um rachel man i was spending a lot of time uh as a person in therapy, <laughs> it's it's hard not to like watch this like couple interaction here and just like kind of mm -hmm. see what, what am I seeing here? And your, I liked your observation too about the, there's tension in both directions. It's like what she's actually experiencing and then trying to, have, trying to get somebody to believe her and figure out who she can trust. Mm -hmm. What I, what you see from him in this movie, I feel like is he's not all bad. Like he seems to kind of, it, it's like a person who seems to know he's supposed to believe her and be supportive of her because what you see in moments alone, he is doing, he's trying to do that, right? He's saying like, of course you're not crazy or like blah, blah, blah. But then anytime you add another character into the mix, it's like he shows that he really is kind of spineless with it. Cause like he, there's not a yeah. single interaction with her and another character where he stands up for her. In the Especially that well, jackass friend. <laughs> he does, and it's not like know. behind it's not like behind closed doors he's not doing <laughs> that, but it's almost like <laughs> oh, right. this is how I read this is how I no, this is how I read this character. Like I think he wants to do good, but I think every time another character is in the mix, like it kind of shows his ass a little bit that he's maybe not capable of it because like the social whatever social pressure he's feeling about that other person in the mix, typically a male, like it's pushing well, him just in the other direction. You know what I mean? He does. He goes to the 
the neighbor, the like whatever, the people across the streets. How? Yeah, like, he, he actually, does. Like, he does. He starts out like I'm going to take this seriously, and then to your point, it's like he, it's like it, it gets chipped away. And I think you're right. Like it's every other time he has to defend the situation in front of a new character. It yeah. like weakens and weakens. Weakens. It's worth and noting. The, go ahead. I feel like well, the scene. Good at- it, Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just the scene with him at the when she goes to like the the drinks at work. Just so brutal. Like that's yeah. just that is the. Yes. I mean, really bad. Like that's where I'm not. And I'm not this movie too. Level. This movie too does a great job. It's got these nice little foreshadowing moments, like that mo that that thing of her learning. Um, well, is it? I mean, is it Romanian? Like, I don't know what they speak in, mm-hmm. in Romanian. Like yes. it. Uh, that they that is a seed planted for the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That then that like pays, off. pays yeah. off in that moment, and it's so good because he doesn't know that she's been learning, and like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I think he's very good at performing being supportive for her. Right? It's like um, yeah. he knows the right behaviors to show. Like these, this is how you react. But it's really not about believing and supporting her. It's about like calming her, like making her more yeah. rational, like. Like patronizing, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. He's the per- first yeah. person that confirms and knows for sure that the person that followed her was the the neighbor. Like he knows this and he does not tell her. He I, refuses to confirm it with her. Because so now it's gone from the realm of like, this is something where she's just like in her lady feelings and I can talk her down because I'm a big, strong man and I know <laughs> how to perform supportive, right? Yeah. To this may actually be a problem. And there's a switch that flips in this where he becomes increasingly frustrated with her mm-hmm. and less supportive because now it's a real problem and not something that he can just like talk her out of. Well, yeah. I was going to say, he kind of, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. He's got, he kind of shows his ass at that point where he finally tells her, he's like, look, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like, come on, bud. It's not all. About it's you. also funny. Like, um, I was laughing at just like what their relationship is like. The second I saw some creepy dude in a window, I'd be like, hey, look at the creepy dude in the window. She doesn't say anything to him until the next day. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, the charitable read on the situation is actually like sort of what Eric teed up earlier, which is like the husband asks her to go to Romania. Like she probably should have just said no right away. <laughs> like, And blanket. He like no. it's just a really stressful situation oh, for their entire dude. relationship. Yeah. Like he's dealing with like all kinds of work shit where he like clearly doesn't feel comfortable with his work. Like, listen, and again, I've moved a I've lot. Married. They're not dating. I've moved. I've moved a lot of times performing by the end of the film. I've moved obviously. a lot of I moved a lot of times in that situation. It's extremely easy for that situation to feel isolating and to lead you down a bad road when you can understand yeah. what people are saying. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But that's kind of the power of Micah Monroe in this movie and somewhat not necessarily the way the character is written, but the way the scenes and stuff are laid out. It's been a long time since you get feel that bad and worried about a character without a whole lot of backstory and whatnot to suck you in. Yeah. You're all brought in by her reaction to being in that situation in that city. And she seems not that she's fragile and necessarily needs to be protected or anything, but she seems so isolated and forlorn from that situation. And you can't help but feel bad for her. You know, another thing that this movie did that um, really well that I thought was interesting is like its use of red herrings. And it wasn't always people necessarily, but sometimes it was like, I feel like I 
at various points in the movie thought that the next door neighbor was up to some shenanigans. Um, like that, like, okay. So two things are going on. One, I knew <clears throat> absolutely nothing about this movie going in. hadn't watched a trailer for a good portion of this movie. I thought that this could turn out to be a vampire movie because it was happening in Romania. Here's why. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I think, I honestly think this was intentional. Here's why. And it, it's fucking brilliant. If it was, you're in Romania, right? Um, the crew, the feet, the, the, uh, shape in the window is like very creepy and kind of otherworldly. Like it doesn't move. It's very unsettling. And again, this movie is really, um, this movie is really, um, I don't know what the word is. Like it, it makes use of foreshadowing, right? So she buys him the little, um, Dracula thing. And I'm like, Okay, that's interesting, right? No one pulls the wool over Eric's eyes. What I really <laughs> thought, what I really thought, is this was going to be some kind of like um, postmodern, re like realistic kind of vampire story, because, and I swear to God, this is intentional. Because when she goes to get the surveillance footage, the way they're building up the tension of her waiting to see him, I'm like, oh, he's not going to be on the video because yeah, vampires yeah, I can't did, be on I video. Wasn't <laughs> And then maybe like halfway through, I was like, okay, maybe that's not like what this is. I think probably once I, well, and I don't think it would have, sh- like, if, oh, if that had been the reveal at the end, I don't think it would have shocked me. Like imagine she walks in and he's like sucking her blood or something. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> Just saying, although that, that reveal of the headless corpse was baller. That was like such an amazing, so mm-hmm. creepy, yeah. such a creepy moment. Well, even the, and the that bag house. on the train. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that uh, scene on the train, that was, I thought that was fascinating when I was talking about <laughs> earlier on about how at one point I, you kind of wanted to believe Vern Gorman. How much of what he was telling her on that train do you think was true that he, you know, does he have a sick father there? I think I it's think all it true. Real. No, I think yeah. it's all true. Yeah. yeah. It's all true, likes- but he is absolutely hates women so he looks yeah. out the window and he's not like look at these people living their lives like he's filled with hatred and thinks he finds so his you, power in watching do you think but do you think that he when like because he was saying he he gets overwhelmed and likes to kind of turn his brain off and stare out the window do you think he there's some of that and it's some something that's catching his attention or is he looking for a victim that's See, i think it was a thing. wrinkle Okay, so here's the thing. I know that you have issues with the the drapes, and you're like, this movie wouldn't have happened, except for that he's been killing other women that don't yeah. live in that building. Yeah. So maybe he saw her because of that, but it, like he would have seen her the first night anyway because he's always <laughs> watching. Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah, but I I mean I think he I think some of what he's saying is true there, but like I said, it's all like the the sad like he feels sorry for himself. But it's not like he's just sitting there like, oh, maybe this pretty girl will like me. He's looking for women to, to Right. But like I didn't necessarily believe like the part where he said that he wasn't didn't notice her until she waved or something like that. Oh, that's I mean, not true. That's been going on for <laughs> total nonsense. He'd been staring for like we're on day like three or four by that point. So you know <laughs> shit's going down. But you, you just so Rachel just remind me on the um <clears throat> the point about the curtains. So the other thing I love about this movie is it's it's to the extent it's a horror movie, thriller, what have, what have you? It's John, a, it's you're, a so, urban you're so you're so movie, hung right? up, like you're so hung yeah. up on genre, John. Just let it go. Well, it, yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's but it is it is an urban film, right? Like it's a movie about people living in cities. It is about sort of. It, I think I felt like it was a very honest 
portrayal of like urban life. So, I mean, it's like very tactically, like when you move into a new apartment, they don't come with blinds. Like yeah. you gotta buy blinds. Like when we lived in our apartment That's here true. in New York, yeah, we had fucking suction cup blackout curtains that we put on the windows for six months because you couldn't get blinds installed. You guys so, remember that story about when horror on weekend, I stayed at Mark Chicago apartment and he had windows yeah. like this floor to ceiling windows. And I was supposed to sleep on the couch, no curtains. And like yeah. fully, there was a street light right outside. And I'm like, Dude, are you I kidding don't have me curtains right now? In my living room. We have, we have like a basically like full corner, you know, you're that creepers. You can look in. You can, we're on the second floor. Like you can, we people watch constantly. Like you mm-hmm. can people watch our apartment. People can watch into ours. Like it is what it is. Like we don't, you know, we're not doing See, anything. It's but. hilarious. Cause I actually, Monday night I texted Schnars and asked him, I'm like, is it common to not have curtains in a high rise apartment? Yeah. I and think well, there's I something metaphorical happening with those curtains too though right like that window's a character in itself right yeah you would have something in the bedroom like just to be clear yes that's weird but the living room i mean we still don't have blinds in our living room so i don't know that part to me was not weird i don't live in a higher rise to be clear but that's but at the top of the show i was talking about my midwestern sensibilities and stuff that whole concept of being in a home and not having <laughs> curtains and blinds is so alien to me. It literally made me physically uncomfortable. Well, I think which that's I'm sure is part I, of the I think point. that's part of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, mean, I just can't sleep like that. Like it's gotta be, I don't want to see my hand yeah. in front of my face when I'm sleeping. <laughs> it's your I, mask. I, I, for me, I when, when you were talking about the, the drapes, I was thinking about, I read it before I watched it cause I'd already seen it once before. Um, and I was thinking about it from like a metaphorical place. And I feel like, one of the sort of um, like things about this apartment, like one of the beautiful things about it are these floor to ceiling windows, right? Because the place yeah. is brutalist and dark and gray, but you can get all this amazing light. Um, and in order for her to feel safe in her space, like what she had to do was close that part of her life off. And the place uh, immediately feels smaller and like grayer and darker. And it's kind of this metaphor about the ways that women's lives are limited in order to mm. make themselves safe from being able to do the basic things like have a window. Well, I'm going to start. Totally. That's, I, a great, that's a great point. I'm going to start a new. I didn't think of that. I'm going to start a new spreadsheet column on our episode guide. Of like, at what's the exact time code in the episode that Rachel says something way smarter <laughs> than all of us? <laughs> when Rachel's like up her own ass, yes. That's <laughs> no, but no, I think no, that's it's... a great, that's a great, great viewpoint. I had, I never even thought about. I know it's in, here's what it here's what's interesting is I kept thinking about that. It's an interesting kind of movie at a time when so much of the metaphorical stuff, there's so much metaphorical stuff happening in horror, but so much of it is just fully not it's text. It's not even subtext. We talk about that a lot. And sometimes you can miss the mark by going too kind of textual, but this is like, it hits all the genre beats. It feels like a thriller. You could watch it purely as a thriller, but I couldn't help but think during the movie, like it really does feel like there are some very interestingly subtle, like metaphorical things happening here. I just needed somebody yeah. smarter to describe yeah. that. The gender I, dynamics in this are really interesting. Yeah, like yeah. the way that every other dude or every dude aside from the watcher himself basically implicates her in her own stalking. Like they're yeah. like, oh, maybe he's just looking at the woman that's looking at him or maybe he just has a crush on you. Like in some way she invited this person mm. into her life. And these are the people who are supposed to be like allies and her protectors, her husband, the police. Although, you know, 
Right. Plus, the, also, <laughs> also the cops Plus the like, only female character that she can actually communicate with and all of Romania disappears on her within a day or two, which has got to be even more traumatic. Also, the cops so just great, like though. the cops completely like useless. But he also is like, hey, you want to come next door and like confront this person with me? And like, uh, no, I think I'm good, well, buddy. Thanks. When he brings the guy over, <laughs> I was like. Oh my god, that that sequence was And then sick. forces her to make physical contact with him. Yeah. Oh god. Oh! <laughs> this yeah. movie's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, Rachel, like all of that feels very intentional in the sort of dynamics that it's oh. showing. Yeah. Well, even me, I let, I make a big deal about the curtains, but even I know that floor to ceiling window, and especially when it's open the first couple nights, it's a character on its own. And mm-hmm. it, it draws your attention and it's adding to that tension that's been building up the whole entire movie because you're got because that's what it's doing. It's making you feel naked and exposed and you're like, oh God, everybody could see you. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing is about her being vulnerable. Like I think it was so yeah. smart to not like I had to be kept checking like I'm like, what's wrong with my why don't I have subtitles? But the choice not to have subtitles was brilliant because totally it makes agree. you as the viewer oh, you like can. just as lost. If you don't have if you don't have them, you lose that disorientation. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah. 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 No, it's fun time. It's a good movie. What a fun ride. <laughs> it is a good time. But it is though. <laughs> but but that's again like when you're when you hit the genre beats that well, you can have something be pretty dark and still have it be fun. I mean, in some way, I mean, fun for sickos like us, you know, (laughs) the ending's great. And I really like, like part of me wanted her to turn to him and be like, do you believe me now? And I'm like, is she going to say it? Is she going to say it? And then like, I'm like, okay, they went the, of course they went the subtle way, and it works really well to have her just Mm -hmm. silently look at him. It was pretty, pretty brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it's well, very satisfying. She doesn't need to say it. He says it. And I'm also... It's kind of so, insane. Well, you're in spoiler territory, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. like, to have her not have to die to teach a man, like, told you so yeah. was yeah. such a relief. Because that is a trope that I despise. It's kind of like... <laughs> well, I, my yeah. question was, like, whether he was going to die. Uh, but... Yeah. Am I to believe that she fake died for his benefit so he would leave her well, she's alone? She's an actress. Right, but like he cut the other woman's head off. Like how was there was a lot of blood on that floor. Like when they there, she looked, there's a shot from she her head. Fucked where up. Like, yeah, I was like, oh my god. Like and he got her in the neck. So there, I mean, theoretically, he could have. I feel like they could have. I mean, for shock value, I understand how violently she's attacked, but it was like I, I was like confused that she was still alive, almost like because that's how bad it was. I wasn't because I jumped like half a foot when the gunshot went off. Because I wasn't, I mean, it's set it's up a good, you got a good idea what's going to happen, but it really catches you off guard. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I went on a real emotional roller coaster when the end of this one. I had no idea. It's a good, um, it's a good twist. And like, I I don't know if this is what you were talking about, John, but I sort of like that there's no narrative twist. Like, that's really more just like, a, it's not even a twist, it's just a shock ending or something. But like, I yeah. like that they just kind of kept it straightforward. I think it, I think it feels yeah. authentic to the rest of it. Well, it's just kind of—it's just the reverse of the classic slasher death, right? You got to double tap him essentially, mm-hmm. but this time it's the survivor. It's the final girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she kind of is. All the other ladies get it, but yeah, I don't know. I—I I really liked this. I thought, you know, it, like it goes back to this idea, like you were saying, like a lot of the same beats, but 
they're familiar, but what the freshness is, is the new perspective and mm. what it's trying to talk about. Like it's, you know, those women in peril things, like a lot of times women survive those and like that used to be enough for it to be like kind of a feminist film. But this one actually speaks to like the psychology of what it means like means to be in a situation like this and what it means to be isolated from people and the importance of belief, which is what makes this a modern film. It's she, she is, it's fully from the Michael Monroe's character's perspective Mm -hmm. in a way that those other films are not that like, they're like a, it's like a omniscient third party viewer, as opposed to this is like, the limited third party, like you are experiencing it with her and Mm -hmm. some of it, it's, I mean, I don't know. This is like a dumb thing. It's like, it's, it's like great filmmaking. Like she, the director is doing it visually. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not because Michael Moreau is like telling you what's in her head. Like it's, it is (laughs) conveyed just through like very deft, you know, cinematography and acting and, and pacing and, and all that stuff. So yeah, Yeah, there's no info dumps. Even that opening sex scene, right? Like that is a standard beat in these kinds of movies. Whereas in the past, I think you would have seen it, you would have identified more with the watcher at that point. And it would be kind of like a titillating scene. Whereas this one, as you get that slow pan that Eric loves so much, it doesn't so much connect you with the watcher. You're still in the head of her and like empathizing with the uh, realizing she can be seen and she is vulnerable, which is a, a, a very interesting twist on that trope. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's interesting because t- in technical terms, you could consider it like an, an establishing shot, but it's also an establishing shot for the mood and yeah, appeal well, of this movie. It, it pulls from like a fairly tight close up all the way. Like it pulls that you you end up in the perspective of the watcher to a certain extent, but you're right. Like you start from a different place. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're experiencing a different feeling, like you're feeling yeah. still with her as opposed, like you maybe like literally have his perspective, but you don't ever, I mean, at least I personally, maybe actually, maybe that's my, my experience. Maybe you guys feel differently and you did feel like, oh, we're the watcher now. I don't know. I'm always the watcher. I think so. No, no, I think it was intentional, like mm-hmm. because of the way, like, look, it goes from in the room to out of the room to mm-hmm. like very, you know, long shot. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is an interesting movie. I'm so glad you guys let me talk about this. With you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad. It really like this director, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Not like, not that I had like low expectation. I just had no expectation. I mean, I've, again, I've seen the VHS 94 or whatever the hell it was. And it was like good, but this that is segment isn't actually called way better. What is that segment actually called? Sewer drain. Okay. Yeah. Or storm drain. Sewer drain or storm, storm drain. I think it's storm drain. If well, look, you we all know what hail for- Ratma is. Okay. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. I'm just every time we say it, I'm like, it has a real name, right? <laughs> uh, but if you're curious about her work, she has there's like she has a, a short called Slut, which is like a night. It's like set in the 1970s in Texas. It's pretty interesting. It's it's mm. and it's in the horror genre and it's on YouTube. You can watch it on like the Alter channel. It's about 20 minutes long. Uh, I would if you are curious about her, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Interesting. Right. Well, I'm definitely into whatever she's doing next. So yeah. she's doing. So I was looking on IMDb. She she's got a it's a. The, the movie's called now I'm gonna I have to like go find it but it's with Anna Kendrick and it's like a serial yes. killer thing yeah um, it's based on a true story about yeah the, yeah 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 
Randall yeah, or dating game yes the killer? dating game is yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly that that was the it's like a title that they've got listed there so I love yeah. it hell yeah <laughs> all right would you recommend this John yes Rachel nope it's trash obviously it's <laughs> trash <laughs> this is like ooh, this is gonna be battling it out for number one I think so yes wow yeah oh. Casey um, I just updated my top 10 list. So yes. Uh, we're going to do my top 10 list here after the break. I'm also a yes. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. He's a man obsessed with having the perfect family. I'll do anything I can do to keep my family together. But his obsession hides a deadly secret. You never talk about your past. We don't have a single lead. The guy is smart. We won't have anything to go on unless he does it again. All we need is a Shelly Hack and Terry O'Quinn. You're a very bad girl. In a thrilling tale of suspense, The Stepfather. Tuesday at 8 on KST Washington. Hi, this is Doug Bradley Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, welcoming you to Bloody Good Horror. can't fall asleep when there's no curtains. <laughs> I was going to say like at nighttime. Or... <laughs> oh, it's the worst. I actually have this thing that um I used to have like an eye thing, but the the straps would bother my like skin because it was like uncomfortable on my skin. Yeah. So I now, can't sleep with something over my eyes. I, I mean, I understand. I have a weighted thing now that Elizabeth got me that's amazing. Like it's just a thing. It's like weighted and it just sits right in your little eye holes and covers your eyes up. But like when you turn over, it I falls sleep, off. I sleep on my back mostly. I you will. Did, like you don't move. Eh, I'll, I will sometimes sleep on my side, but I'll just I'll just adjust. Here's the thing. I'm also you shitty. Like wiggle. You I'm also a shitty like sleeper. <laughs> I'm also a shitty sleeper, so every time I yeah. every time I move, I'm I wake up, I move, and then I go back to sleep. Like I never. If I could get paid for sleeping, I'd have more houses than Schnars. I'm so bad. <laughs> I am really, I'm really, really good at falling asleep, but I'm like not a deep sleeper at all. Mm. It doesn't take so, much to wake me up. I'm a highly mobile sleeper, so it never worked for me. So I'll tell you my sleep neuro. I'm a good sleeper now, but I used to not be a good sleeper until I invented something that I have to wear to bed at night. It is like it's like a lemon with other lemons around it. (laughs) (laughs) Caught me in a nap. No, it's a strip of fabric that has wire around all the sides, and I tie it around my head because I kept having nightmares that spiders were in my ears. (laughs) Oh my god, I love you. You, I've heard of that before. (laughs) You made you made a spider guard. We call it the spider, uh, the spider bonnet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Oh my lord, Rachel, have now you? I'm a champion uh, sleeper. <laughs> Rachel, are you familiar with earplugs? 
Yeah, but sometimes they fall out, and, <laughs> and also they're in my ears. And so what happens is I dream that I hear a spider in my ear, and then I shoot out of awake, and then oh I can't sleep because then I'm laying in bed at like waiting to do, like okay, I have to be very still so that the spider spider feels safe moving again, so I can confirm its presence. And Dude. then I'm up all night squeezing water into my ears. It's it's a whole thing. Oh my god, that's amazing! Find it upon it and snooze. That's absolutely amazing. When I am alone, and like like when I don't have the kids here, and I like. <laughs> If if no one's here that I might need to wake up for an emergency in the middle of the night, I do the eye cover and earplugs, and it's literally like sleeping in a sensory deprivation chamber, and it's incredible. Have you guys considered just like drinking a lot? <laughs> no, John. I mean, that's a drinking joke, is bad for your, not a joke. drinking is bad for your sleep, John, because alcohol suppresses REM sleep, which is why when you're hungover and you're like hungover sleeping in the morning, that's why you have insane dreams in the morning. Because your body is catching up on REM sleep, basically. <laughs> Look, Dr. Sleep, uh, I can definitely trick myself to sleep, and it's not a problem. <laughs> I have this conversation, like, my my mom hasn't slept well for, like, 40 years, and she'll, like, complain about it. And I'm like, Mom, it's like the face of the sun in your room at night. There's so many lights all around yeah. the house. What if you just, like, tried to get blackout curtains? Like, no, well, you, not owning blackout curtains is, like, an insane thing. But, like, bo- but listen, boomers don't want to fix anything. They just want to complain about it. They don't ever want yeah. to try something oh, different. Fair. I mean, that's part of my problem with this with the movie, though, and the curtains. Like, when they didn't have it in the bedroom, Colleen and I sleep in a cave. It's pitch black. It's cold. It's great. <laughs> I like it. I like what I'm hearing. But when you move, Casey, you have not moved in a long time. When you move... True. Not having curtains is like the starting point of where when you move. No, yeah. seriously, though, that was like when we moved into this house. That was the first thing we did was put up blinds. Listen, I have John. You like this? I have currently. I'm currently using duct tape to tape the bottoms of my kids' curtains to the to the windowsill so no light comes yeah. through. Yeah, <laughs> because you're trying to put a kid down at like eight o'clock at night. It's like this. It's sun. It's sunny outside. Yeah, I'm hearing birds chirp, great. and I'm like just. Just don't just ignore that. Don't don't listen. There's nothing happening. I'm <laughs> um, taking a look at my top ten list here. I've added Watcher at number four, so that gives my top five as X, Mad God, The Spine of Night. Those could flip flop. We'll see. I don't know. Watcher at number four, and then Fresh at five. And then I'm gonna be real with you. Like I'm not sure that there's a good movie from six to ten on my list. So all that is up in the. I need some more <laughs> shit. So. <laughs> It's well, early. No, and black hat and black uh, black phone. There's some winners coming. I, like I yeah. thought, the black phone vibe was like. Uh, have you seen it, Rachel? I'm oh, hearing. I'm hearing. Mixed, I hear mixed things, but we're definitely going to check it out in a couple of weeks here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm interested to watch it, but I like I've heard amazing, and I've also heard like not amazing. So <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was good. All right. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, Eric, you didn't bring it up at the top of the show, so I figured I'd ask him now, especially John. You know, John was talking about it could go either way. We got John to watch the Monsters trailer. That's true. The show. So if you, this is, not open. this is actually a really good <laughs> advertisement for Patreon, because if you were watching the live stream, I had Schnars and Rachel watch the Monsters trailer. <laughs> Although I'm now realizing the error in my ways because next time this is going to happen live on the show, John. I just want you to react live, react to a trailer. This is called like, John doesn't, John's not on the internet. So John doesn't know that the thing that happened today on Twitter, in horror Twitter, is everyone reacting to this 
Monsters trailer from Rob Zombie, and then everybody reacting to the reactions, and then everybody by like four o'clock, it's everybody reacting to the reactions to the reactions. But like, yeah. all right, so okay, as someone not on Twitter, is there like a camp of people who are like, maybe this is good? Yes, small. Yes, yes. they're the people who have yet like, to hit play on. This is who they are. This is what they are. John, I have submitted. I have submitted a new mental disorder to the. Uh, DSM for this next year. You should check yeah, it, yeah. check out their publishing. It is <laughs> called the yeah, Rob yeah, Zom- right. It's the Rob Zombie Derangement Disorder. This is a very <laughs> specific kind of person who. This is not a person who just loves Rob Zombie movies. If you love Rob Zombie movies, man, what, whatever. Some people love ICP. You'd go. You do you, boo. Like do what brings you joy in this world. Rob Zombie Derangement Syndrome is about a specific kind of person who has rightfully observed how terrible of a filmmaker Rob Zombie is. And yet when every new trailer goes out, they're like, maybe it's just a bad trailer. I'm just going to, I'll reserve judgment. It could be good. (laughs) Y'all are insane. And you're only hurting yourselves. And my job here is to help you see that you're hurting yourself so we can all heal together. Rob Zombie is a terrible filmmaker. He is like, Rob Zombie making a movie, I've said this analogy before, and I'm going to continue refining it. It continues to be true. He is like a toddler with a toy. The toy is his movie making. And like, he is rich, and so he can just play with the toy whenever he wants. But like, make no mistake about it. If Rob Zombie was not Rob Zombie and didn't have a like musical built-in audience, no one would pay <laughs> this motherfucker to make movies. He'd be working at a carnival somewhere. So, all right, I have so many. like so. There's one thing you just said. Well, I'm actually curious. Is Rob Zombie like that rich? Like how rich is he? Because Oh, John, come on. Like the from the music is like is IP, right? So like IP is a valuable thing now and like people overpay for IP. Someone who owned the Monsters let gave him, it let to him, Rob Zombie. Let him do this. Yeah. Or he paid them for it, which like No, I bet they're was I probably bet, expensive. I don't think he paid them for it. I guess well, you never right, know, so but my th- here's my thing with Rob Zombie and this is like this movie is a perfect I don't know that I'm going to watch another one of the movies. I mean, hopefully I don't have to until Sherry Moon is not in them. Like, I mean, come on. We've, we've talked for years about the fact that like he needs to like let someone else write it and maybe he could direct a movie that someone else wrote. That's never going to happen. Whatever. Give I, up on that. Battle. It's not just her, though. I think he he like she's terrible. She She's is, like, but not he, a professional actress. She is. But like he seems to have a general soft spot for people who just can't act. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, there's exceptions, possibly. right? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, he's Look, got Dan Roebuck in this movie. I like Bill Mosley sometimes. and Dan- Bill oh, Mosley's Roebuck. great. He's got Dan Roebuck in this movie. He's really solid. Yeah. But yeah, like. Uh, considering I'm the one that was making the argument Eric was uh, complaining about <laughs> on Slack today that I'm going to hold out hope. <laughs> I'm not necessarily holding out hope, but at the same time, there are Rob Zombie movies that I did enjoy. Listen, I like like that. I like the house of uh, thousand corpses trilogy halloween not so much lord casey, salem i didn't get <laughs> casey your take though i saw your take on this specifically yeah. today, and it was much more measured than the specific kind of person i'm talking like yeah. the specific I'm kind of person i'm talking dreams. about it sounds like they have stockholm syndrome when they're tweeting like that's all oh, I yeah. because <laughs> you know? I, I think it crosses over with these people this is like another thing john i don't know if you're like aware like we talk about it sometimes in here but like there's just certain kind of strain in the horror community now that like you you basically just can't say something bad about a movie like yeah. that it you're just being why tweet anything bad if you don't have like okay I'm sorry like 
because the world is burning and I think this movie sucks and I'm going to talk about it. Like, I don't know. So I, my New Year's, my uh, July resolution is to just say things are bad when they're bad, John. So here we are. But we've been doing but, that for years. Like, that's right. OGs, oh, yeah. baby. <laughs> but, for me, but for me, for the record, I mean, I'm not expecting greatness, but at the same time, I like some of the campiness that I saw in there. And it's my kind of that campiness. It's not everybody. Again, that's it's fine. That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's, that's fine. Now, Casey, are you a Monsters fan? Because I got to admit that I don't. Yeah. The Monsters of the Adams family mean almost zilch to me. Like, I don't have any attachments to either of those properties. So I don't really care. It's basically Frankenstein's monster, dude. I've always been kind of yeah. geeked on that. <laughs> I remember saying when we when we talked about the initial news on the show, like, this is perfect because this is going to occupy him for like two years. And now I know he's not making some like. <laughs> Something I love. He's not remaking something right. I love. Like, go play in the sandbox. But they literally like finished filming last Thursday. <laughs> I looked it up. It was on the seventh. It looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is gonna look better when it comes out because it, where is the budget? They have two lights. One of them's blue. One of them's pink. And yeah, there we go. <laughs> the the version I was watching was on my phone and it was very very small. So I was just <laughs> like, eh, whatever. I didn't even catch that nonsense. I'll I also felt personally attacked by the fact that me and Grandpa Monster have the same hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Okay, I was watching starts. it. I was like, you know what? Mm, uh, so like a fascinating thread of like uh, monsters lores, like just that dude's life in general. Like if you he was parodied in Gremlins too. I don't know if you remember that. There's a character who's like dressed like him or whatever. But he basically, I've like discovered through these like random bits of pop culture nostalgia that like the dude just was kind of a that he was he had one thing he was grandpa monster and he was always just trying milking it for all it was worth so like uh i had this um vhs tape when i was a kid called grandpa's silly scaries and basically what it was were like public domain cartoons that he hosted but like it is like the most bootleg ass early 90s computer animation like backgrounds green screen that he's on like it is the most bootleg thing it actually is it exists you can find it on i think i found it on daily motion or something and i was watching it if you can find grandpa silly scaries it's one of the most surreal fucking things you'll ever see um <laughs> i'm like i'm so mad that i like through that you know that vhs got lost to the the sands of time somehow but then i was watching um a compilation of old uh Halloween commercials lately and he had like a 1900 number and it was like you call in to join his junior vampires club nice but it's like a dollar a minute to like listen to some dumb story that's like five minutes so now he has five you know five dollars of your parents money <laughs> wild man <laughs> shit's wild okay now Rachel and Schnarr's out you've seen the trailer how long do you think this movie's gonna clock in it oh yeah you said this Ooh, I'm trying to remember what his run times are like I to be fair, I've only seen three of his movies. I have mostly dodged them. <laughs> Good. For Although you. I'll, you know, I will take up for uh, Lords of Salem, but that's you know. But um, you know, Lords of Salem, I think is probably the last like potential showing thing that he did. Honestly, like it's like ninety like percent pretty cool. It's different and then enough. It turns into a. I mean, zombie video, <laughs> dude, I can't, you know, like it's impossible to convey it now, but man, I was so in on house of a thousand corpses when that movie came out. 
Yeah. I bought a bootleg. It was real of, intense. I bought a bootleg of that movie off of eBay before it came out. Watched it like a 20th generation VHS. I then saw it twice in the theater. Like, loved it. Was so in on it. And it's like kind of the last one of his movies that I felt like really good about. Is Rob Zombie like the Johnny Depp of like hardcore dudes? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I can't unpack that. You, I mean, <laughs> I meant like the way the fandom is just like obsessive about him. Well, I, this is people back to my who are—is he very rich? Like, here's I, the thing, John. Here's why I, I think he up. is. I I here's why I think he is. His heyday was at the absolute peak of the recording industry and artists making just money hands over fist from it. Like, but the, but the question is, does he own his recordings or not? Because like that's really. how they make the money. Like John, they, well, st- John, stop he puts talking. Puts on a hell of a live show. Well, too. unless he's unless he's touring nonstop, John, which stop. is I he might be. Doing I don't want to talk business, John. I just want to state my opinion and have you believe it. Okay. But Jars, <laughs> we still need your guess on runtime. I like I because you've warned me that it's long. I'll say like two hours twenty minutes. Oh, it is two point five hours. <laughs> oh, man, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious what is there is there gonna be like listen, in france for 45 minutes listen the like, origin <laughs> the origin story of their romance is really important okay guys it needs a lot of time to develop i bet it's hey, gonna be a really i bet it's gonna be a really subtle slow burn like this movie so give it a chance <laughs> so ridiculous uh man so fun uh casey what do we got on twitter i think we have like one thing yeah we got one tweet um Let's see here. Let me find it. Uh, we got one tweet out there on the hashtags. We've got the hashtag AskBGH. Now, with this one tweet we have comes from at Frozen Food. This has actually been a big, pretty big top of, topic of discussion on Slack this week as well. Was anyone else shook when Eric BGH said he hasn't seen The Nightmare Before Christmas? I know I, I was. Mean, <laughs> I mean, that should be the I le- like osmosis. Listen, <laughs> this whole show, the history of BGH has been me saying very similarly shocking things about just things I haven't seen. Like if you've been listening, that should not shock you. I feel like eh. I wouldn't be shocked if you didn't have children. That's the thing. Like how do you avoid it? She, with so my, I brought up to my, I brought it up to my daughter and she said she'd seen it and she liked it. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess that's how. <laughs> so somebody showed it to her. Is this the first time in history a child liked a movie and didn't want to watch it a thousand times? Oh, no. She watched it again this weekend. Yeah. I was doing something else. So I'll watch it at some point. <laughs> if also when people tell me to do things, it makes me not want to do them because I'm stubborn. All I could do, all I can picture right now is Eric's daughter going, Dad, I've seen that before. That's basically, <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, hey, I want to watch this movie with you. And she's like, I've seen it. <laughs> like that's ever stopped them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you know that uh, Rob Zombie is an ethical vegan? No. Uh, now ask me if I care. I don't know. What do you <laughs> What do you something. think uh, that hair smells like? Probably not. Oh, that's got to be a lot of product. Probably not great, right? To, to an extent. Mm, I was going to say old Chinese food, but <laughs> <laughs> smoke that doesn't seem like it would go with an ethical vegan. So I'm going to say old Mediterranean food. Mm. No, but Snarge, uh, you said you mentioned like uh, with him and money, and if he tours all the time, uh, I was looking it up this week, and he literally they finished filming in uh, Hungary last th- Thursday, and he's on tour now. I think. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm, look, I'm sure he's not hurting, but like, no, I'm just. It, 
I'm just so curious, like where the financing. I bet he. I mean, from. do you think he has two homes? <laughs> yes, I bet <laughs> he's got one in Hungary and one in. I remember watching. I remember years ago, like twenty years ago, watching a Cribs episode with him, where he had like a whole room in his house was like a video store, basically. Like he had just shelves and shelves of VHS movies. There was also a cool thing, totally uh, uh, adjacent to that. But John Carpenter recently um, was like wanting to get rid of his uh, VHS collection, so his son like helped him auction them off in bundles of like ten. You could just buy like. 10 random VHS from John Carpenter and he would just sign them if you wanted to. So That's so cool. cool. That's cool. I didn't. Did you pee a little? And then you got like, it was, like they showed no, up and I, it was like Kramer versus Kramer. And yeah, like no, Forrest it was just random shit. movies, like, like random movies. What? I I didn't know it until after it was done, which is probably a good thing because I probably would have made a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big Billy Pants, no, Billy Big Pants says, Responded to your uh, Rob Zombie made another movie and the trailer dropped today. How angry does this make you all? <laughs> um, not, you know, not angry. I just I use that, you know, energy and I put it into my dissertation on Rob Zombie derangement syndrome. I, I would have said baffled more than I mean, it's, certainly not angry. Like His continued ability to make movies is, is pretty baffling. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, there's, a rock, uh, there's a rock and roll Frankenstein. So sorry. I'm mostly like bathing in ennui about it. Just <laughs> here's the only real question tonight. What is a song or band old or new that you are really enjoying these days for any reason? Hmm. I got one. I've been getting into a band. This It's been about a year or so, but I just started getting back to their stuff. It's the hilarious name. They're called the front bottoms. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> are you anybody familiar? No. No. Yeah, okay. With a front bottom? Yeah. A front <laughs> oh, bottom? No, okay. Uh, it's good. I have no idea what genre. I'd have to look it up. Anybody else? I got a good one. It surprised you. I've been listening to a hell of a lot of Lizzo lately. Mm. Lizzo's great. Mm. Delaney and I like to sing it in the car. We got a good playlist of like eight songs that we got to go through. <laughs> uh, indie rock is what the internet tells me the front bottoms are. So there you go. Hmm. Okay. And uh, I was listening to a playlist this morning and November Rain came on and I was like, you know, this might be the best song ever recorded. It's a bop. My God, that guitar solo. There's two guitar solos, John. Yeah, yeah. He comes back to it. He picks it up. It's amazing. Where do you land on Estranged as compared to November Rain? Because that's, to me, (sighs) I almost, I lean the former. I do like Estranged, but I'm a November Rain kind of guy. It's it's the more classic, I would. But I started today being like, I should be like be listening to more Guns N' Roses because like they're fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Even Buckethead. I haven't listened but, in a while. Now, now I might have to. By the way, I, I know I've said this in the show before, but but Buckethead is actually amazing. As long as we're making talking about. From what I've read, if you uh, like Guns N' Roses, you're going to love the new Thor. Oh yeah! Mm. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. There's like a lot of. Oh man! I'm speaking it. of. Uh, uh, I'm definitely waiting for Disney Plus at this point. I it's, brought my daughter my to yeah. Marvel movies. I brought my daughter to a comic book shop this week. Oh, cute! Picked her out some stuff. Oh, well, you love comics, so that's interesting. It it's a thing. I like. I like the idea of comics, especially for a kid. I don't could. I could give two shits. I don't care. But I. Th- but I thought I it would know, be interesting for her. She's, she she can read now. She's like in. She's a kindergartner, but she's like got very advanced reading skills so 
picked her up. Uh, they've got a run out now of Thor where it's like Lady Thor. I guess it's like Natalie Portman character. And she mm-hmm. loves it. It's her like new favorite thing. She has wings. She's really into it. Well, they, Mar- Marvel does like some pretty good like younger kid cuts on. Some yeah. And I got for the other one, I got a uh, 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 Spider-Man and Moon Girl or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're like, yeah. they're obsessed. I think we're going to go back. So. Yeah. I got a good one for you to look for, Eric. It's a couple years older, and you'll want to check it out ahead of time, but be sure. But it's called Lumberjanes. Oh, yeah. And it's mm, kind of like a little dark. It might be a little dark. It's been a while. That's why I said you want to check Honestly, it out. Honestly, like, it's been a while. That but it's cartoon like, is coming, actually, it's like, like an animated series. It's like a Girl Scout troop doing spooky stuff or finding spooky stuff. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I. If I spent time trying to find the right thing, I would never find it. So I was like, yeah, here, pick one you want. And she just like picked one out. I'm like, yeah, this looks fine. <laughs> my my kindergartner, the, Lucy, loves uh, the My Little Pony comics, mm. which are actually a good time. Yeah, I asked if they had little kid stuff there, and they said they kind of didn't. It was like a smaller store. but I, I Like the My Little Pony, like, I don't know if it's like for little, like it's not written necessarily for little kids. It's well, but it's it's yeah. for the people who like My Little Pony. <laughs> well, I don't think any of these. I mean, I don't think any of these. I don't think any of these comics are really. I mean, yeah. I feel like they're written for adults, but they have to keep their foot just enough. Yeah. To get they're new huff. readers, yeah. That's kind of what Lumberjanes is like. I think. <laughs> I did have to skip around a couple. There's like some. Sorry, uh, I yeah. hate my personality. You did it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, would you rather be stalked or be the stalker? I mean, who would want to be stalked? Like, no, why would you want to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not gonna. Who's to who's doing the stalking? I guess is the question. I would like to be the person who's going to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I had horrific dreams about being stalked and murdered for like 30 years of my life. Actually, I, I think of that, Rachel, because when I started going to therapy, they stopped. Really? I was going to say, Rachel has this like hat thing. Like, <laughs> a, a very, a very disturbing recurring nightmare that I had for decades <laughs> after a few months of therapy went away. Pretty much. I actually don't have nightmares at all anymore. I say it's a spider thing, but it's probably some sort of like thunder vest for my head. I don't know. (laughs) It's a thunder shirt for your head. Oh, hell yeah. I love that. I know when I'm, I know when my anxiety is out of control because I have reoccurring, uh, reoccurring anxiety dream. Yeah, I do have anxiety Mm. dreams still. Rachel, do you, do you use, do you use a, uh, weighted blanket situation? No, but I was actually just thinking about getting one the other day. I've heard like Matilda sings their praises and I am a highly anxious person, yeah. which I'm sure will come Su- as a shock. So <laughs> Suzanne bought one. We now have one on the bed. She got it for Christmas for me. Uh-huh. I think it was mostly for her. Like, I, like I like <laughs> it. It's very nice. But <laughs> it's a we use specific, it. it's, like, it's a queen, you know, it's a queen size bed. We get a queen size one. That um, is like a specific sensation thing that doesn't work for me. It has the opposite effect for me. I feel trapped and I want to die. It's really, I really nice. want to try it. I like just try to like pile my cats on me, but then they're just like, bitch, you're not <laughs> hella needy. So maybe I should just get it. <laughs> you're wondering where the like spider sensation is coming from. I don't know. Like maybe get the cats it out of there. It might be a whisker in my ear, but it could <laughs> yeah. be a spider. Oh my God. It's funny. I did when I was a kid, I used to like surround my whole body with stuffed mm-hmm. animals. Like I would uh-huh. create like a police outline of my body with stuffed yeah. animals as like, that was like my circle of protection at night. 
That's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, it's way to Also, a very effective yeah. highway for spiders. And <laughs> Funnel them right into You're your fucking them where ears. where to go, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Oh my God, I think it happened because it started when I was in, I went on a trip to Costa Rica and I was laying in the dark, like Eric would suggest. And I had this like six cents. Well, Costa Rica. I turned on the light and there was a giant spider like oh. right <laughs> above my face. Rachel, do you think that's why you have this issue? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't thought about this in years, but it, maybe it's this. Shit, am I gonna have to Venmo you? <laughs> Listen, I could, yeah. Um, your ears are closed, your ears are closed system, right? So, worst case scenario, you just go get it pulled out. <laughs> but uh, so, a friend of mine's mom had this happen to her in real life. Like, I understand that sounds like you know, like a friend of a friend of a friend, but she apparently stuck her finger in her ear because it was bothering her. And the spider bit her finger. <gasps> Shut <laughs> up. That's not true. That is such bullshit. Come that, on. I mean, I, I didn't hear directly from mom, but. Oh my God. I do get, I do get, and I assume I'm going to get uh, more now. Earwax removal videos on TikTok is like a whole lane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I, more often than not, I'll stick around and watch it. Jesus yeah. Christ. Dude. Anything I maybe don't watch that. I have to watch. I'm I had pretty... to actually stop watching Dr. Pimple Popper at night because I wasn't sleeping. I was just staying up all night, like chasing that dragon. So like, here's how to find a better one. So here's the thing. When they're when they're when they're just like zits or blackheads, can totally do it. Where I draw the line is where it's like some kind of growth infection thing. Like I don't okay, now I'm watching like medical snuff like i don't i don't need to see this i have i have, I have standards it's literally a slippery slope you start off with like a yeah. good like ear blackhead video and the next thing you know you're like if it's not a cyst i'm out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> dilated pore ice rachel ice <laughs> i saw uh, first of all i know exactly what you're talking about it's fucking hilarious i saw one where the guy pulled a spider out by the way oh, oh see yeah <laughs> can't do it <laughs> I'm like psyche. Rachel would make Rachel like how much take the week off work. listen I just want to make sure our patrons here are getting like the biggest bang for their buck how far <laughs> away is this head contraption from you right now and can you get it to show us oh, <laughs> it's, I mean it's in the back of the house but I'll tell you what this is how I guarantee that I get to come back on the show <laughs> <laughs> people who tune in to the pre-show next time I'm on I will arrive in the spider deal oh my god <laughs> listen I'll bring my I'll bring my um my eye situation too. Yes. I'll to wear my party. CPAP mask. Yes. <laughs> All right. What's your secret nighttime shit? See, see, Casey. I, you know, I don't know the CPAP mask. I think there was a horror hunt weekend where we had two CPAPs going in the hotel room at the same time. And yeah, I remember, Lewis. I remember, like, you know, when you wake up, you've been you've drunk the night before, so you sleep like you're dead. But then you wake up and you just can't go back to sleep. And I'm just sitting here listening to these two CPAP machines. I'm like, how the fuck can anybody sleep to this? Like, how? I, <laughs> I feel oh, like I I'm like, it's actually I, like a nice. I feel like I'm on like a Star Wars spaceship right now. Like that's what this sounds like. But it was also that same horror hand when I first got there and started setting up the CPAP machine, and like the five of us are all standing there looking at it, going, "Think we could put alcohol in it?" <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you attempted to turn your CPAP into a bong? That's what I wanted. <laughs> it just sounds like hellish to me. I'm sure you could turn into like a modified like gas mask situation. I've used those before. Those are fun. Yeah. I think it has, would be better for a herbal solution mm. than a beer one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, 
Yeah, I'm sure people have killed themselves putting alcohol yeah. into their CPAP machine. <laughs> John, how's your CPAP? How's that situation? My CPAP situation? I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just uh, kidding. Don't worry. I'm good, man. Got my weighted blanket now. It's yeah. We're living the best life. Report back. Here. All right, everyone. That is everything you never <laughs> wanted to know about bloody and horror sleeping habits. Um, brought to you by middle age. Yeah. Rachel has, has Rachel has guaranteed she's going to be on the show again. So nice work, Rachel. And um, John, what's the name of this movie we're doing next week? It looks really cool. It's the country thing. You, you're the one that. Katie Seagal. Torn Hearts. Yeah. Torn Hearts. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, so we're doing Torn Hearts next week. I believe Elizabeth's going to join us. And then is it the week after that, John, that Nope is coming out? That is the Nope week. So we're doing it in the theater. Yes, Nope. I say this now, and then Saturday's going to come around and be like, guys, we're going to go to the theater. Um, And then I think we're going to, we got, we're going to get Black Phone is coming out on on demand. So we're going to slot that in here soon as well. Yeah. So we potentially have the next three weeks planned out, which hasn't, ever happened i know 16 years so that's pretty exciting (laughs) um yeah rachel where can people uh find you sure if you want to watch or me you can do it on social media at zg podcasts (laughs) plural i know i know i know i'm really would you say i'm inviting my own stocking (laughs) (laughs) watch it john or just want to follow me i'm at rachie pants on twitter um, I, I just pictured I, when you said that it said watcher i just pictured like the creepy stalker he's looking across the way and he just sees you and he's like what is this head contraption over here? <laughs> it's also an effective uh, stalker deterrent <laughs> <laughs> very attractive now what i'm thinking is it's we, lingerie <laughs> what if you what if you know so you've got it's around your ears right and it goes like up here what if you just extended down some like eye brawlet situation right so just Ooh, eyes and ears patient. at the same time i like this i mean yeah. they say american exceptionalism is dead this way you're not sacrificing Science. this way you're not sacrificing the spider protection that you're getting from this device <laughs> so it, it like kind of goes up around my head and then twists to close so i could see putting like a couple of flaps on the lower head. i really want to get off now and just google like spider anti-spider sleep mask and just see if like someone's made one of these yeah we probably shouldn't have done this on the show we just gave away a billion dollars yeah yeah <laughs> solving two problems love it <laughs> all right everyone that's gonna do it for our show on watcher hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next week later bye-bye bye-bye <laughs>